The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engage and a Wall Street alum, top WBE CEOs. And I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey, D. Marshall. I'm Mita Malik. I am a business leader, a DEI champion, and most importantly, a working mother. And listen, everybody, Mita and I, we started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in the workplace. From my perspective as a Black woman, Black woman over here, and Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. So what we do at our table is we unpack it all. We won't leave any juicy detail out. And then we provide you with the tips you need on not how to survive at work, but how to thrive in organizations. So Mita, tell them what we're talking about today. All right, Dee. It's a juicy topic and, as you know, quite personal to me. And today we're going to be talking about what to do when your name is mispronounced. And I will put in parentheses, renamed. And so Dee and I have some stories to share. We, you know, we've got juicy stories for days on days. We really want to unpack it all. And, of course, share the tips. Leave tips for you, not just for women of color, but we also know for all the allies who are listening today. You know, so I'm thinking about this topic, Mita, and I mean, we talk about a lot of things, right? We literally brought our late night conversations to a podcast, to be quite honest. And and I love what we have created with all of the great feedback and everything and the tips. But I don't think this is a story that I've heard you share. So I'm excited to hear your story. I'm like, I don't think I've heard a name story. I've heard when people confuse you for another South Asian woman. So why don't you tell us your story? I know you have a story, so please share. Yeah, I got a lot of stories. But yeah, Dee, it's so funny. I was thinking about this, and I think out of all the things we've talked about, we've never really talked about the story of my name. So, and Dee, I don't even know if you know this, but my full name is not Mita. It is Madhumita. It is Madhumita Malik. That is what's on my passport and driver's license. It's on my marriage certificate. So my parents named me Madhumita. Mita means friend and Madhu means honey. And so you put that together. Sweet friend, good friend. What? Love and honey hold the presses. It's your name. Your name means love and honey. How hot is that? I think that's a hashtag. Yes. So my parents gave me this name. Proud daughter of Indian immigrant parents, they name me Madhumita. But being born and raised in the U.S., this was not a name that was easily pronounced. And honestly, it's been a source of pride, anxiety, joy, shame, all of those things. And I can remember in elementary school, right, we would walk in an elementary school and you would go into the gym and your homeroom would be announced. The principal would be there reading who's in what homeroom. And there would be, when when he got to my name, it would be the laughs, the giggles. Like he wouldn't even try to pronounce it. He'd be like, you know who you are. And I'd run up front embarrassed because I'd be like, oh my God, it's my name. So I ended up going with Mita for many years. And then I went into college and graduate school. I was like, I'm going to reclaim my name. 
I want my name to be Madhumita Malik. And that's how I'm going to enter this next phase of my journey in corporate. So this was after graduating grad school. And I had a lot of actually career counselors tell me, don't put that name. You're not going to get callbacks. Put Mita. Do not put Madhumita. But I decided to put Madhumita. So I'm excited. It's my first job out of graduate school, going into marketing, just thrilled to be at this company. And I have a boss who doesn't want to learn how to pronounce Madhumita, doesn't want to call me Mita, which is, you can call me Mita as well, and decides to rename me Muhammad and calls me Muhammad D, don't fall out of your chair, calls me Muhammad and would say, Muhammad, can you go grab those sales samples? Muhammad, oh, are you going to join us for lunch? Muhammad, the agency's here. Can you go get them from security? And D, I responded to a name that was not my own for too long until I left that company. And I have a lot of shame in telling this story because I responded to a name that was not my, my name. And there was giggles, there was whispers, but I will tell you the thing that pains me to this day and the reason why we do this podcast is I want to know where everybody else was who heard him call me Muhammad. I want to know where his peers were. I want to know why nobody said anything. Why didn't anyone tell this manager that he cannot be calling me Muhammad? And it was so painful and so embarrassing. And I saw this gentleman three years ago at a large dinner in New York City, right before COVID, he actually ended up having, having, you know, pre-COVID when the tables were close together at banquets, my chair was behind his chair like this. No, and no. I was like, I shut down and I'm texting a girlfriend who knows the situation from years ago. I'm like, I'm going to leave this dinner. I feel sick to my stomach. She's like, why are you going to leave? She's like, you're a badass. You're LinkedIn top boys. You're th- I'm right. like, no, I can't. I was so, I'm still in so much pain. I left the dinner early. I left that dinner early because he didn't see me, but wow. his seat was right behind me. Wow. Anyways, I got to take a breath, D. I got to take a breath, but. Well, first off, friend, thank you for the courage to share the story. And I know our listeners, I know right now folks are falling out. They've been there. And so I thank you for having the courage to share the story. And you know what? I get it. When we're young in corporate America, young women, young girls, you know, it just takes a whole lot for us to process and digest and then get up the courage, you know, to fight back or to really stand bold and unapologetic. That's when we needed those allies and and then we learned. But right now, Mita, as your friend said, girl, you a bad ass, okay? <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn, if he knew you now. Look, you know, the work that you do as an executive for major brands, right, at the Fortune 10 level, in terms of inclusion, culture, belonging. I've seen you. In fact, that's how we met. So, you know, contributing to all of the major business pubs. Like, look. But anyway, it was all par for the course. Like, you needed maybe that story to do what we're doing right now and to really help allies. Because you're right. What you said is, who else was at that company who heard that and allowed it to happen? So I am just shocked that it happened and the audacity that, you know, he did not need 
to call you by your right name. It is so disrespectful. It is such a disregard. And this is what, you know, corporations today have to watch out for in terms of inclusive culture. It's where do you have a loose cannon or a weak link or liability in the workforce where you've got somebody calling somebody else by the wrong name and not willing to, like, that's basic. I mean, look, companies are spending millions of dollars on equity, diversity, inclusion, justice, and belonging. Hey, look, just get the names right. Can we start there, people? Can you just get the names right? Every CEO listening right now, C-suite allies, don't have one weak link take your brand down and you become the next DNI hashtag DNI fails headline. Get the names right, people. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're Come right. Down. You're right. And can we label it what it is? I want to label it what it is. It was racist. Because it's I racist. think if I was a white man, I don't think I would be renamed in that way. I think That's it was right. racist. And it wasn't. And so what I, I think this is an important distinction that I want to talk about. That it wasn't the mispronunciation of the name. Listen, I get it all. I get Mida, I get Mita, I get Muda, I get Mira. I've gotten Rita. I've gotten all sorts of things, right? So it wasn't that. It was that it was taken to a different level of let's rename this person. Let me give this person my own pet funny name because I can't be bothered to try to learn to pronounce her name or to use the name, the shortened version that she's offered, which I did. So I want to label it as racist behavior. Is that you're what right. I think it is. You're right. Let's just call things by their right name. And I know people are learning right now. And you know what? Why this is so valuable that you say that and call it out. Yep, it's racist. Because when we don't, it's it's too soft. It's too comfortable for people. And they continue to perpetuate the racist behavior and call it other words like microaggressive. Right. Or maybe he forgot. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Just stop. This is purposeful. Here's the thing too, and I want to talk about this point, is that I give people a lot of grace to learn how to pronounce my name, especially if you're trying. If you call me Maida and I say it's Mita and you call me Maida again, but you say, I'm so sorry, I'm trying. Okay. Like I have a lot of patience for that because I know you're trying. I don't have patience for what you are purposefully doing. You're intentionally doing this. It's not by mistake. It's not that you're learning. No, no. You just decided to call me Muhammad. Full stop. That's so racist. Let me ask you this, because people will say it's the whole, oh, this is this is such a hard name to pronounce. It's just it's hard. Just Wait. Hard name. Hard. hard name to pronounce. Do you think, do you think that's racist when people keep mispronouncing the name? Do you think it that is. that's behavior? Okay, good. I'm interested. Tell me. That's Tell clearly it's Tell clearly racist. Races and and never say it's too hard. Like, okay, you're working this job, but it's too hard. For you to remember, you got this job, but you couldn't, you can't get the name right. Okay. How about that's just qualification? That's basic one-on-one. And guess what? How about you not lead other people if you can't pronounce people's names? How about you not have a budget if you can't pronounce people's names? How about you not have a PL if you can't get basics? So again, <laughs> how about that? That's a basic. And because you know why? For businesses, for corporations to win today, you have to be able to win people. You have to be able to win and create a culture of trust, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a there's a war for talent. There's a, you like to say, the great awakening, not the great resignation, the great yes. awakening. And so you have to master basics in terms of people, 
you know, I just could go on and on about the disregard that it's not important enough. You're not important. In fact, you know, I always like to use the comparison. If this was multi-billionaire John, or let's say, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a name. I don't know, Johansson Quay or something, who is John's daughter, you would remember her name. I don't know. I'm just using, you know, I always like to use this comparison if I were a white cisgender male with a unique name, would you make an attempt to remember my name? By the way, Mita, how people can remember your name, like happy to meet, okay? Just the meet, the, you know, but actually, actually the burden of us having to do too much work to help you understand our name. Dude, if you couldn't get that, how about that was on the SAT? How about that's on the assessment that you you took to get here? Okay, okay, come back. Everybody come back. No, no, but it's but what you say is so it's so valuable because here's the thing. Somebody gave us our names. They had a dream, a promise, a vision for us, right? Our name means so much. Like somebody named us. Right. And it is the it's just a basic human respect to learn to pronounce someone's name correctly. And when you choose not to repeatedly, that signals to me that you don't value me and you certainly don't value me in the workplace. And I think that's what you're saying. That's it. And and, you know, from the allies perspective, what I want to say is that like, if you can't pronounce my name, ask D, D will tell you, go to D and say, Hey, am I getting her name right? Can you help me here? The other thing I love, which has happened to me once in my career, and I did it um, not too long ago, is if I'm in a meeting and let's see, let's say D's in the meeting with me and we open the meeting and people are chatting and someone refers to you as Di. They're like, hey, Di, hey, Di. It's my job to say, before we get going, D, how do you pronounce your name? Is it D? So that's what, that's one way I can do it to level yeah. set without calling out the person to say, hey, you just mispronounced her name. Yes. And then there's also, if I let the whole meeting go on calling you Di, which is like uh, unbelievable for 30 minutes if you hear someone's name being mispronounced and you're sitting there, is the interrupt in the moment. So this was in our last episode, right, where we talked about interrupt in the moment, D's advice, or go find the person after, right? I have a responsibility as an ally to say, hey, I don't think you realize this, but you just called her Di the whole meeting and it's D. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tomer Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. 
I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. And so, we had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. And I'll also add another way allies could jump in and another way to have a conversation when you aren't sure of names and or even titles. I know we're not getting into that, but even hyphenated names, you know, you could all, always say, you know, how do you like to be addressed? Or do you exactly. go by? So there is the long name and sometimes people go by a short name or a nickname. It's appropriate to say, you know, I just want to be respectful here. How do you prefer to be addressed, right? Because if your name, if your email has full name, right? And then your signature has one, that's another way. And then you get the other person to, to pronounce their name. Yes, I love that tip, D, because I work with a lot of white men. And recently I've actually been doing this because this is just important. Like, let's say you show up on screen and it's Jonathan. I actually start the conversation by saying, I see your, it says Jonathan. Do you go by Jonathan? Am I pronouncing it correctly? Or do you prefer to be John? And I've had two men say to me, wow, no one has ever asked me that before. Like, thank you so much. I actually don't like John. I like Jonathan, but people shorten my name. And so then the person in turn yes. will say, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Is it Mita? And I'll say, actually, it's Mita. Thank you for asking. And so that is a way where I, I open the conversation immediately. I immediately ask how to pronounce the person's name because then they are actually, that's an invitation for them to ask me before we continue the meeting further. So I, I love what you just said. Yeah. And I'll go on, I'll add this, and then I have a real quick add to this hyphenated names. Sometimes people's email addresses in the workplace are hyphenated, but then you see one name dropped. It's a sensitive topic, you know, whether people are married, divorced, children's names. So again, similar question. It's, you know, I see your last name is hyphenated. Do you prefer, right? It's the hyphenated or the, and I, and so same idea, same idea to learn people's names, to call them by their right name is just respectful. It's 101. And if you can't get the name right, then you don't deserve to manage people. Well, no, I think exactly what you said is you don't deserve a PL or a budget or a <laughs> it's title. Basic. But I will say this. How about this, Mita? Real quick. I know well, we're coming up on, on the close and we're gonna give, we're gonna share the tips. How about my real name is not D? <laughs> no. My real name, Mita, my real name is D Triette. I never knew that, D. This is so crazy because even your real name. So now these are clips. This is the episode where it's revealed. It's we all reveal our real name. My name is it's D Triet. It's three syllables. D Triet. Now I like going by D. I like my nickname. I was growing up D D, but I like D. I like my middle initial. In fact, I definitely D C is is a yeah. thing. Is part of my yeah. name, and I prefer it. 
And it's not for any other reason, just that it's warm, it's comfortable for me, it's the identity that I now have. I'm not resisting my first name, my mom. You know, my mom and dad were teenage parents. They gave me the name. It's a beautiful name. I think it's French. I'd love to know if there was a meaning behind it, but nope, it's that's my name. Now, really quickly before we wrap, I will say... Sometimes, you know, for Black folks, we're attached to our names. You know, a lot of times I'll hear my Black girlfriends will say they kept or they hyphenated their name because they love their dad. Um, and so, you know, or, or the, you know, their family has a history of X or Y or Z. And I think it's important to get our names right. However, in some instances, we are not all attached to our name. Why? A bit of historical context. You know, my folks were enslaved, you know, they were brought here. And so sometimes we're not sure what names were our slave names and what names were our given names. Sometimes we are educated. This is our given name, um, but this was our inherited uh, slave master's name. So just know, you know, it's just appropriate to get to know people and what their preferences are because there's so much that is not known, unknown, so much that is, you know, uh, just swept under the carpet. And I'll share real quick one of my heroes, Harriet Tubman. I think a lot of people know Harriet Tubman. And the reason I really resonate with her is because we were born in the same city, Cambridge, Maryland. But guess what? Harriet Tubman is not Harriet Tubman. She was born Araminta Ross. If I told you my hero was Araminta Ross, you would be like, who is that? It's actually Harriet Tubman. And so case in point. And so how does this connect with the workplace before we wrap up? Just know that everything has a historical context, right? This brown table talk and what we created was really a platform for us to share our stories. Me as a Black woman, Mita, her voice uh, from a South Asian perspective, but also to educate and to inform. And that so much of what we talk about and so much that is happening in the workplace isn't just what you see in the workplace. There is a social, cultural context Context. And that is the value and the opportunity for allies right now. And for leaders, if you really want to see your organization grow, if you want your career to grow, if you have your eyes set on C-suite, understand that the largest emerging market domestically, right? The largest domestic emerging market, 51% is people of color. So this conversation is so relevant. Oh, wow. Me too. Where am I going with this? Friend, pull me back. This is it. This is it. Okay, before we get to the tips, I will tell you, D, the one thing I have zero to no patience for when it comes to my name. Do not misspell my name in an email. Don't do it. Don't call me Mira. Don't blame it on autocorrect. Now, listen, I have done this before. I did this once. It was like I sent a note and I said, hi, D, but I put D-E-A. And as soon as I sent it, I was like, oh, my God. And I quickly wrote to the person and I said, I am so sorry. I sincerely apologize. I misspelled your name, right? But I did it very quickly and I apologized. But I am so tired. I have no patience for people who are misspelling my name. People will tag me on LinkedIn or respond to comments and like write the wrong name. And I'm like, what? Like I get autocorrect, but you can correct the autocorrect. You can correct the autocorrect. You cannot blame That's right. the autocorrect on calling me Mira or Mina or whatever, but I have zero to no patience for misspelling my name in writing. I'm just going to say that. All right. So Mita, now we come to the tip. So what tips do we have for our listeners? 
Yes. So we've got five tips. And as we always say, tips for the women of color who are joining us today and for the allies as well. So my first tip, number one, use the LinkedIn function that lets you help record your name and helps people learn the pronunciation of your name. So that's a great way to not have to continue to shoulder the burden. You have it on your profile. Number two, for me, I try to show grace and kindness as someone is learning to pronounce my name. Now you have to set boundaries as to Dee's point as to how much grace and kindness you want to show, but that's something I choose to do. And number three, advice to my younger self, do not allow someone to rename you. Do not respond to a name that is not your own and enlist the help of allies in the workplace so that you can get out of that situation. Dee, over to you for four and five. And number four, learn to pronounce people's names. It matters. Help others out. It just, it is so important. And number five, if you hear someone's nickname, rename, step in and help. Don't be the bystander who does nothing. Mita? Don't be the bystander who does nothing. All right, Dee. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us today at the Roundtable Talk. If you liked what you heard, please give us a review, like, share with those in your community, and we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Roundtable Talk may include Allies Unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.roundtabletalkpodcast.com.